from the worst to the best, I think, in one minute here real quick. I was just reading about a um, uh, a university professor who um, just got in trouble over some 30-year-old allegations. Mm-hmm. And um, is uh, losing everything. He built up all this. But I had to read down and kept talking about sexual assault and this and that. And as usual, I'm trying to figure out which kind is this. Right. Is this the grabbed her butt during a photo kind or the raped them kind? Sure. And I got I read for I don't know how many minutes scrolled how far down before they mentioned raped him at one point. No. Raped him. It's a him. Yeah. Wow. But. uh if it's a rape, make it pretty clear from the beginning what we're talking about here. This uh, throwing everything together with the soft language of harassment and an assault is so strange to me. Right, I don't get it. They mentioned uh, unwanted letters and flirtations and this and that for paragraph after paragraph after paragraph until they get to an allegation of rape. That's that's not good for people who get raped. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Bury it under a bunch of, and sometimes he like insisted on going out on a date. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. great. No, Super. How, how would you lead with the rape stuff? Anyway, um, to the good. Have you seen this video? Have you seen the little kids wrestling video? No. Oh, this is fantastic. Two little girls wrestling. Um, they have girl wrestling. This is really young wrestling too. This is like the youngest wrestling I've ever seen. But anyway, here it comes. I think you'll enjoy this. Little girls wrestling. I do enjoy child wrestling. And her little brother runs out on the mat and says, get off my sister. Hey, what are you doing? I'll teach you to put her in a a hold. And dad has to run out and get like the two and a half year old boy off the mat. Oh my God. That is hilarious. I love that kid. Yeah, that is something. Way to go. Way to go. Looks like her little brother too. Only I get to smash my little sister in the face with a Lego. That is cute. That's well, you turned it ugly there at the end. That's terrible. Assault <laughs> no, with a Lego. I just Good think Lord. it's. I just think it's an it's interesting, sadistic and bizarre. <laughs> I just think it's an interesting uh, facet of siblings, in that they will uh, stand up for each other and then attack each other <laughs> when they're left alone. Well, certainly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brothers fight all day long, but yeah. if anybody you know uh, tries to pick on a bro, well, then it's uh, you know all against one. How dare you punch him? Then he leaves and you hit him. Right. Yeah. But that's healthy. It's good. That's the way it is. <laughs> well, apparently. That's the way it should be. It's apparently the way it is. All right, let's take a moment now to take a quick look at stories we won't be covering. Uh, positive Sean with those headlines. Sean, what's your first headline? The Force is strong with The Last Jedi. With the, uh, the review embargo being lifted late last night, the reviews are pouring in and they are positive, to say the least. Uh, much praise going to Ryan Johnson. This is only his third uh, feature film that he's actually directed, uh, being given a lot of credit with kind of the tone that he's taken with it. Does a lot of good stuff. Doesn't hang too much on the nostalgia, which is great. I don't like nostalgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Mark Hamill being praised as well as the the, the late uh, Princess Leia um, uh, for their performances. For being dead? Well, no, for oh. their performances in the movie. She, she made it. She, oh, so she, okay, she lived long enough. I get yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, she finished shooting the movie. This is her her last uh, appearance on the screen. We assume. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Technology's getting better every day. <laughs> uh, and I, I found this little review. Uh, As our seances. Hamill's return to Luke Skywalker. Oh, no, that's not the one. Hamill, who once created one of cinema's, cinema's most iconic characters but would never be considered a, a great actor by anyone, gives the single best acting performance of his career. Wow, I'm, okay. I'm really excited Because he was a little uh, woodenish. Yes. All right, beautiful. What else you got? We got Amorosa 
no longer a part of the White House. But ah, the morally loathsome one-time uh, protege, what's that show? Reality, Apprentice. Uh, reality TV star ends up in the White House. Everybody hated her, but, mm. you know, editing, etc. And now the controversy is, did she quit or was she fired? What did she in theory do? Um, I remember when Trump, I heard that she was part of Trump's administration. I thought, really? She outreached to the minority communities or some S. Not too I don't really care whether right. she gets Is there any interesting speculation or? Uh, no, the straw that apparently broke a lot of people's backs was uh, after her wedding, she showed up with about 36 people unannounced, demanded to uh, take pictures with them all as part of her wedding party. And that, that rubbed Where? people at the White House. Ah, I see. Yes. All right. And, well, uh, good. Yeah, Go yeah, away. People did and not never. Like that. Never let me hear of your name again. If you picked up any bank robbery cash thrown out by the burglar during the chase, the police would like it back. During a pursuit following a bank robber, the suspect was throwing out wads of cash onto the freeway. When the suspect, uh, the, the chase eventually ended when the suspect crashed into another vehicle, but witnesses stated motorists stopped along the freeway collecting the evidence, a.k.a. the money, the bundles of money, discarded by the suspect during the pursuit and then drove away from the area. Detectives are actively seeking any witnesses who can provide information towards the recovery of this evidence. What percentage of the cash do you think they get back? It's gone. Not a lot. <laughs> That's a, I'm an honest guy. I'd give it back. But I definitely think about it. I'd probably think well, about you've So you've already picked it up in this scenario, just to clarify? All right. Would I stop and pick it up? Probably not, because I would think I'm going to have bundles of cash by the side of the road. I'm going to have to give it back. I'll give them the receipts where I spent it. Because <laughs> so if you pick up, I don't know, so you pick up $20,000, here's a 15 back. This is all I found. Would be pretty easy to do. Fair enough. Would be pretty easy to do. Well, isn't it better to be somewhat honest than not honest at all? <laughs> this is part of my helping you solve the crime tax. Exactly. I picked up some of the evidence. Exactly. How about a little something, you know, uh, free effort? I'm a freelance <laughs> evidence gatherer. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't work for free. Hey, hey, detectives, do you work for free? <laughs> no, you don't. Neither do I. High five on the two of us catching the bad guy. Huh? <laughs> oh, something off the top. Call me if you need any more help. See you at the Christmas party. <laughs> and those are the stories yeah. we won't be covering. Yeah, I don't know. I That's a bit. good ploy. The, I, the bank robbers do that every now and then, where they throw money out the window to cr- create mayhem. Right. Thinking they'll get away. Yeah. Yeah. How many bank robbers get away, get away? Like, you get away, then you are able to spend the money and live the rest of your life and not go to jail. How often does that happen? It can't be very often. I don't know. I'm sure those statistics are available. They get caught less than you would think. On the other hand, as we pointed out many times, the average take from a bank robbery is if you're not even a if you're a low income person, it's like living expenses for a couple of months, and you've committed a federal crime to right. get I can't even buy a crappy used car money. Right. And so you know I'd say well this may shock you but it's a bad idea to rob a bank. Yeah. So if you get away with fifteen thousand dollars, woohoo! Now what are you gonna do? Fifteen thousand dollars in cash, and you don't want to get caught. So. You know the uh, my main moral, Bitcoin. my main moral <laughs> guidance in making the sort of decisions we're talking about is not the good book, Mister President. It's not the Bible. The Bible. It's the movie A Simple Plan, mm. which was a Billy Bob Thornton movie back in the nineties. Is so. that right? About guys who found a ton of money and decide we're just going to take it, we're going to keep it, and not say anything, and 
and the people whose money was came a looking for it, and people started to not follow the plan, and and uh, got a little deathy there <laughs> toward the end. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know what? I don't know how they would find me or what could go wrong, but. Boy, I remember that damn Billy Bob Thornton movie. Or No Country for Old Men. He finds oh, yeah. that briefcase full sure. of money, and he gets back to the trailer house with his hot, hot wife. And, uh, like, what do you do now? Mm. you got this briefcase full of money. You know people are going to be looking for it. And then even if they don't kill you, how do you turn it into buying something so you don't draw attention to yourself? Mm-hmm. You can't go out and buy a car with cash. That triggers all kinds of things. Right. Well, I would know how, and if anybody has a large amount of stolen cash and they'd like some advice, uh, I would be happy to furnish it to you for a cut. Mm. At which point now, do people know about <laughs> right. the money? Right. Right. And that's where it all unravels. But Yeah. He ended up, it had a tracking device in there, you see, and he ends up in Mexico and Woody Harrelson shows up at his hospital bed. It's a long story. You don't want Woody Harrelson at your hospital bed. And then Javier Bardem barking at your door. <laughs> Underwater welding? I said underwater welding. Mm. It's from the great movie. Rent it, if no, you like. No country for old men. Uh, so well, I thought the that. lead character dying two-thirds through confused me. Wait a second, he's dead? Spoiler alert. He was the only one I had any interest in the whole movie. Spoiler. No, I don't care what happens. <laughs> now, you still had Javier Bardem acting through his haircut. That's yeah. a good move. But was the point that he went through all this, this and that and he let his life end because he cheated on his wife? Is that, was that the point? Nah, it's not all stories have points. Sometimes it's just a, a day in the life. I mean, sometimes it's, stuff just happens. Stuff happens is the point. Okay, that's a pretty good point right there. Mm, think about it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, we have seen a double standard of bias that benefits Hillary Clinton and works against President Trump. Hillary Clinton was essentially investigated by her own fan club, and we're finding out more and more every day, Brett, that Bob Mueller's team was essentially selected when he was fishing in the Never Trump Aquarium. Time and again, it's hard to win when you've got the other team, uh, when you've got the referees wearing the jersey of the other team. That's some pretty strong stuff. Fishing in the Never Trump Aquarium. (laughs) I've taken my kids to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. <laughs> I really aquarium, shed aquarium in Chicago. I've never gone to the Never Trump Aquarium. That's some. They got uh, an octopus there. I'd sure do like the octopus. Well crafted little phrases there from that dude. He's one of the Republicans who wants to get a special counsel going. Yes. To investigate the special counsel. Right. That's investigating Trump and Russia and all that sort of stuff. Right. This would be, I think, unprecedented. In U.S. history, are you aware of it ever happening? And and I can't imagine what can of worms that opens up because they both would be investigating each other. I think very quickly. Right? Isn't that straight out of a Dr. Seuss story? Is it? Uh, I don't think it's Yertle the Turtle. It's one of those stories where, oh, it's uh, you know, uh, now I remember it's the king something or other who insists on having a guy uh, carry his his robe so it doesn't drag in the dirt. And that guy thinks, well, look at my damn robe dragging in the dirt. And so before you know it, the entire kingdom is walking around keeping each other's robes out of the dirt till the last guy is walking around, says to hell with this, and throws the guy's robe down the dirt, and everybody throws the robes down the dirt, and democracy is restored. Huzzah! 
I'm guessing the correct conservative talk radio position to have is to, yes, there needs to be a special counsel to investigate the special counsel. But I just... So you're going to... My opinion is it's coming out. What we need to know is, to a substantial degree, coming out already. I'm here reading you the texts between the guy who was in charge and in charge of counterintelligence. Well, he was under Mueller, but he was in charge. Um, All that stuff's coming out. He's been fired, thrown to the office of personnel. And he's been outed. Because Mueller's a good guy. Is that why this is all happening? Not necessarily. I don't think Mueller's a bad enough guy to, to protect him, though. Well, he did protect him for a while. Because to have he only a, fired him after the news was about to come out. To have another special counsel, you'd have to pick somebody to run it, a, a Mueller-type character that's more or less respected, I guess, by both sides in theory. Then he'd have to hire a bunch of FBI agents who are now investigating their friends in the FBI right. to see if they can be trusted. And probably sleeping with them. And we're supposed to believe that they're going to be completely on the up and up in terms of investigating those FBI agents yeah, who are yeah. investigating other FBI agents who may have been involved in, you know, getting the dossier going right. so that they could wiretap Trump. Right. It just seems like it's getting pretty crazy to me once you get that far down the road. Yeah, I just I think again, you end up in an unending chain of investigations, but um well with each one the assumption being I guess that these people are non-political. And uh, straight shooters. Or at least able to rise above their politics, as we've discussed. But I don't know. I am disgusted with the whole thing at this point. Just, you know, I'm looking at these Strzok texts. Here are some more of them. This is Peter Strzok, who is head guy for counterintelligence for the Bureau. He was in charge of the Hillary email investigation, the server investigation. And I could list you his sins in my mind, because I thought that investigation was run very strangely, just the uh, immunity given out and and the conclusion they came to. I just thought that is very odd. It doesn't look good. <laughs> Turns out he's a, a Hillary fan and really doesn't like Trump, which doesn't make him a bad guy. But given some of the really strange decisions they made during that investigation, including the final one of not charging her, uh, the fact that he's a pro-Hillary, anti-Trump guy, just it's not good. We got this text. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to fish at aquariums. <laughs> I think you're it's right. Good point. It's a good point. Well said. <laughs> I'll try that next time. And they also really frown on it when you take one fish from a tank and put it in the other fish in the tank to see which one's the predator. Mm. They don't like that. So, uh, during the RNC, this Peter Strzok te- texted his lover girl, and again, as we mentioned earlier, this guy's the head of counterintelligence. He's married, and he's having an affair with an also married FBI agent, which opens him up to blackmail and and disrepute and the rest of it, which is incredibly unwise. And he puts his thoughts about politics in writing in texts. During the RNC, the two goaded each other to flip it on. Turn it on, turn it on. The douchebags are about to come out. Strzok meshes his lover. Page replied moments later, and wow, Donald Trump is an enormous douche. Um, hi, how was Trump other than a douche? Melania? Strzok replied roughly eight hours later. Then Paige replied back, and, and what she thinks doesn't matter to me that much, but um, Strzok saying he feels panicked about the election. They hope Trump's disorganization comes back to bite him hard. Um, so you got a guy investigating Hillary in the midst of the election cycle, the campaign, I should say, not the election, who says he's panicked about Trump getting elected. 
while I, I don't he care. Is, he don't, is at this time involved in investigating the Clinton email stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I that, mean, that that uh, that that may be the key phrase. That right is there. the key part. Yeah, him having strong political opinions and expressing them in text doesn't bother me. You got everybody. Lots of people have strong political opinions. You got to hope that that doesn't factor into their job. But while you're involved in an investigation of one side, that'd be like. Uh, you know, you're you're investigating. Uh, I don't know Apple versus Samsung. You're investigating Samsung. You've got Apple stock, or right? The other way around. Um, just that's too much. Yeah, I know it's. Too, uh, and listen, I am not. I'm not Alex Jones over here. All right, I don't traffic in this sort of stuff. I don't want the FBI's reputation torn down. I don't think that's good for me. I don't think that's good for my country. But this stuff stinks. Now the lighter part. Uh, Strzok and Page also traded barbs about other Republican leaders, calling Ben Carson, quote, crazy-ass grain storage pyramid Ben Carson. (laughs) Although lately, uh, historians have somewhat vindicated that view. Uh, Yes, they have. Called Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell a turtle. (laughs) Everybody calls him a turtle. Uh, And called Paul Ryan, quote, a jerky. What are you, from a foreign land or something? He is such a jerky. A jerky? We talked to Paul Ryan earlier in the show. It is at the uh, website in a podcast form. Just a week later, Strzok called Democratic presidential nominee Bernie Sanders supporters stupid ass and idiots, to which Paige replied she really likes Biden. Well, so, I don't care that much, but... Oh, oh, wait, So one he's more. willing to call other people idiots. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, Paige sent Strzok an article about gold star father Kazir Khan, who famously spoke out against Trump at the DNC, which was wild, unfair virtue signaling, which Trump then bungled unimaginably badly, in my opinion. But uh, Paige, the lover, said, Jesus, you should read this, and Trump should go F himself. Strzok, the FBI agent, replied, God, that's a great article. Thanks for sharing. And F Trump. During the DNC... F Trump, and I'm panicked about the election with Trump running. Hmm. Days later, Page asks Strzok to reassure he's not ever going to become president, right? Right? Let's see. They continued to question how Trump became the presidential uh, nominee. Strzok said, what the hell has happened to our country? And he said he's worried about what Trump is encouraging in our behavior. Well, so am I, actually. But um, Well, let 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 me put it out there this way. Sure. Because I still, I still don't know. I mean, you can have pretty damn strong opinions on this and still look into it objectively. Right. But if this were all the same sort of stuff but about Clinton, how would the left or the mainstream media be reacting to this? If we had all the texts between him and his lover about what an evil witch Hillary was, and surely she'll never get elected, and thank God for Trump... And that sort of stuff, would people feel like they're getting a fair shake into the investigation of Donald Trump? Absolutely not. Not a chance. Absolutely MSNBC, not. there's no way they'd be saying, oh, I think he can do his job and, and feel that strongly pro-Trump. Yeah. Well, I think he can still be objective in investigating Trump and Russia. Well, I yeah, doubt I, they would be giving him the benefit of the doubt like I'm trying to. Listen, I've had the pleasure and honor, the plonner, if you will, <laughs> of knowing a number of Major League Baseball umpires and a handful of NBA referees. And they have opinions about the uh, human merits of some of the players. Right. But they don't, like, alter their calls of balls and strikes or fouls and all. 
on how much they like people because, well, especially in baseball and basketball, it's impossible to officiate. But in baseball, their reputation as umpires is on the line. They're not going to indulge a dislike and discredit themselves professionally. Yeah, you'd ruin your career. Well, right. But whether this guy had that view of things, I don't know. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? We got a report now. The GOP tax deal is done. They have decided on a plan. Tax cuts for everyone! As a National Parks visitor, I've got sad news to report. And former Oakland A's superstar Jose Canseco, Twitter blasts have just cost him a job. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Always good to hear from Jose Canseco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) His arm's still huge. Oh, they're big. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's funny none of us caught on to what was going on there for a while. He all swole up. Uh, his news on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. But today's show is having the best ratings they've had in over a year with Matt Lauer going. So, I don't know how long that'll last. That's just curiosity or what, but... It is interesting. They got $25 off the uh, the bottom line, and they have better ratings, so <laughs> they can't be too unhappy with that. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the New York Times is just reporting that House and Senate Republicans have reached an agreement in principle on a consensus tax bill, keeping the party on track for final votes next week with the aim of developing a bill to uh, uh, delivering, rather, a bill to President Trump's desk by Christmas. Well, part of that now is they got to get it done before January 20th, or they got one less Republican senator. Although, you know what? Nobody's mentioned that I've heard. Uh, if old Doug Jones wants to have a ghost of a chance of being reelected in yeah. Bama in two and a half years or whatever, yeah. or is it three? It's not three full years, is it? No, it's two. To 18, to 19, to 20. No, yeah. it is three years. Okay. Damn near. Um... Uh, he's got to be a moderate. He's got to play yep. ball with the Republicans and not come off as a flaming Democrat. He only won because he was up against a pedophile. So, we'll see. He might cooperate a little bit. Now, along those same lines, though, Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer is calling on the Republican Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to postpone the vote on the Senate tax bill until Doug Jones is seated next year. It would be wrong for Senate Republicans to jam through this tax bill without giving the newly elected senator from Alabama the opportunity to cast his vote. Now, Schumer noted that in 2010, the day after Republican Senator Scott Brown got elected, Republicans insisted a vote on health care be postponed until Scott was seated. That Wait was- a second. Are you, what you're insinuating is that these parties change their mind based on what's most advantageous to them. Hmm. And not based on a principle. Is that what you're trying to say to me? Hmm. I'm not saying anything. I'm just a relaying what Schumer has that, said. That they sing a completely yes. different tune when the shoe's on the other foot? Yes. Well, that's disheartening. Hmm. Jesus, this no kidding. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're shocking. <laughs> Meanwhile, I know, uh, Joe, you've been uh, doubting the Al Franken resignation, but Minnesota Democratic Governor Mark Dayton today says he's appointing Lieutenant Governor Tina Smith to replace Franken. Franken, of course, announcing his resignation after confronting numerous allegations of sexual misconduct. So now it's, uh, you, based on your theory, more likely Franken goes since oh, they don't have a Roy Moore to kick around? Right. It's it, Yeah, he's absolutely certain to go now because they've got to have that moral high ground. You know, if Al, Al was watching, right. if Moore got elected and the Republicans, for whatever reason, didn't try to boot him, Al was saying, I'm not, I'm not leaving either. 
Or at least he'd, he'd be tempted to. I don't know. But I don't know what messages he was getting behind the scenes to. As a National Parks visitor, I'm sorry to report the number of free admission days for the National Parks are going to be slashed to four next year from 10 days this year and 16 days in 2016. The cut in the free days comes as the Park Service also wants to raise the cost of admission at 17 of the busiest parks, including Yosemite, Yellowstone, Grand Canyon, and Zion. The agency said the additional money would help take care of the backlogged maintenance and infrastructure projects. Which ignores the fungibility of money. The additional money will help fund the dozens of redundant or wasteful programs that cover dozens and dozens of different topics, times the dozens, etc., etc., which costs us hundreds of billions of dollars a year. The federal government has more than enough money to perform all of their core competencies to your heart's delight. But they're a gigantic, bloated, wasteful bureaucracy. Former Oakland A's superstar Jose Canseco is not going to be returning to his TV analyst gig following a series of controversial tweets. NBC Sports California severed ties with Canseco after the former slugger sent out the tweets regarding sexual harassment. In one of them, Canseco said, quote, These women complaining against sexual misconduct are just racist against ugly men. He followed it up with another tweet. Well, I mean, I've been beaten by women, taken advantage of by women, and molested by women. I never complained, but it was kind of a turn-on. Wow, it's as if he's an idiot. Yeah, he's uh, releasing a statement distancing themselves from Mr. Canseco's <laughs> tweets. Anyway, he had been expected to return as a pre- and post-game analyst for NBC Sports California in 2018. That is not going to help. Which happen. is a cush gig that probably pays something, a little walking around money for yeah. him. And uh, why would you want to mess with that? Jeez, you idiot. So he's an idiot for what he said, an idiot for, for, for saying it. For not thinking, you know what, how about I just keep my job and keep my mouth yeah. shut? That's the thing about idiots, Jack. They do <laughs> idiotic stuff. You idiot. That's right. right, Arnold. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Got somebody who's really unhappy with uh, somebody referred to Roy Moore as a pedophile on this program, apparently. And pedophiles are attracted to prepubescent kids. There's no indication that Roy Moore was that. That's true. He was a chicken hawk. He liked really young women. How about well, child molesters? Is that all right, then? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, yeah. There are different laws for lewd and lascivious with a child under 14 and statutory rape with people who are sexually mature but not adults. That is true. You think most people who are feeling up 14-year-olds are considered child molesters by most of the public? I'm I think sure. they probably are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right, and who cares? The petering out is coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. about it. Hip-hop and Republicans have a lot in common. They even came up the same. Old-school Republicans, like like Lincoln Republicans, they stood for the same things as old-school hip-hop. Community, justice, power to the people. Now it's just about getting paid. I mean, tax cuts for private jet owners and alcohol distributors, that's basically a 2 chains video. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
we talked to Paul Ryan about the tax plan, and uh, he had his, you know, his his what he had to say about it and how it's going to shake out. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping overall it's good for the growth of our economy. If you missed the interview, you ought to go uh, listen to the podcast or something. It was pretty good. He is uh, one of my favorite politicians, just in terms of his humanity. He's a good dude. I know a lot of a lot of folks uh, think he's part of the swamp, blah blah blah. But it, uh, he doesn't seem know. swampy. No, no. I just and I have a feeling you get there and you look around and think, oh my god, what's the best I can do? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Can I move the ball an inch toward what I think is a good thing? Yeah. And what do I have to do to do it? <laughs> right. Who do I have to lay down with to even? Right. While yeah. simultaneously killing someone else. Yeah. Uh, so the, you go to armstrongandgettyradio.com for that. Um, highest paying jobs with best outlooks for job uh, or for um, um, salary growth. So they combine what you're getting paid now with good good outlook for the future. There you go. I just thought it was interesting. The top ten. Um, I'll leave out a couple. I'll just give you most of the top ten. Pharmacist, podiatrist, dentist, psychiatrist, orthodontist, surgeon. General practice uh, physician. So they're almost all ists. So like trapeze artist would be another one. Contortionist. Contortionist. <laughs> so if it's got an ist in it. Actually, it's if you're yeah. in the medical profession. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you're making good money, and the outlook for making more money is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Aside from just a couple, petroleum engineer and air traffic controller, that was about it. Everything else was something in healthcare. Which is probably not good. Well, and ultimately, Undertaker, right? If there's a population bulge that's moving toward a meeting Jesus, um, <laughs> you know, you're going to do pretty well. Is it too late to get into that? Is there a license for that or something? I mean, if people are dead, how bad could I do, right? I'm going to open up a funeral home. Welcome to Joe's Funeral Home. How you doing, everybody? Sad? Yeah, I don't play that. Anyway, <laughs> Sad? come on in here. Oh, God. Got your dearly departed in a box over yonder. <laughs> Unicyclists? Unicyclist? Sure. <laughs> uh, we had the story earlier. I, I, I think this is going to have some legs to it. I, I, I don't know if people are going to change the way... The Harvard study that... Doctors over 60, their patients die more. Yes. That's yeah. that's an interesting one. Well, and under 40, too. Yeah. Seriously deathy. You're young, you're old doctors. My doctor, I think, is 40, late 40. All so right I'm, in the sweet spot. Yeah, in pretty good shape. Fantastic. He's a little younger. And I'm getting better. Meant to write you a prescription for penicillin. Accidentally wrote cyanide. Apologies about that. <laughs> yeah, see, that would be bad. But 60 is not, you know... 60's not 80. No. <laughs> no. You got an 80-year-old doctor with all due respect. Of course, that's like two-thirds of the Senate, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense to me. Still young. You're, you know, looking at people like computers is, is really useful, I think, because you got your processing speed, but you got your, your database. And, you know, if you're in your 40s, your processor's still really humming. Not quite as good as when you're younger, but you've got so much data to draw on. You're really, really good. By the time you're 60-plus, you know, you're running a, a chip from, like, 1996. My processor's a little buggy. Yeah. It locks up now and then. Yeah. Skips backwards or forwards. Yeah. I would and, also uh, imagine one of the, the hardest parts about an industry like the medical field where it's constantly changing. It's never stagnant. 
that as you get older, it's harder and harder to relearn the new stuff that you need to learn. I wonder if you pay attention less, too. You just stop taking in all the new stuff. Ah, they always got some new idea of what's good for you. Whatever. <laughs> right. Bleeding the feet, good enough for my pappy, good enough for me. <laughs> I don't know. We're, don't, we're guessing at this. Well, but. yeah, but I think that makes intuitive sense. I, but I would like to see a study. How much reading of journals, uh, studies, etc. do you do, doctor? At 60 versus 40? Sure. Well, for I instance. think a pretty clear guess that yeah, 40-year-olds do more. Yeah. Um, uh, duh, but, but, so where the rubber meets the road, though, if, you're, if your doctor's over 60, do you ask to get a different doctor? I would say this, if you see your doctor and you wonder, if you have like a, a, a stinking suspicion. Or, you're not driving home, are you, Doc? Or a vague feeling <laughs> that, you know, you're not quite getting the care you ought to. Don't, don't, well, do trust yourself. Trust that perception. Putting the blood pressure cuffer on your foot. What, what, what are you doing? You God, got it all I, wrong. I had one doctor who would run into the room he practically would run in, touch the far wall, and run out again, and you were done. And if he could get in a question or a quick glance at you between the door and the wall and the door again, he'd go ahead and do it. But then, boom, zoom, he was gone. And I thought, God, that sucks. And it does. And I, he was gone. I told on a doctor recently, and I, I hesitated to do that. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, a doctor I just didn't particularly like. Because uh, I had a lot of doctors in the last several years. I, mm-hmm. I might have had 15 different doctors in the last several years. But um, this one that I just, I stopped going to, and I just I just wasn't going to my appointments, and I kept canceling them. <laughs> Probably not the best way to handle it. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I kept thinking I should get another one, but I don't know how to. And it only comes up every, like, four months that I'm supposed to see somebody. But anyway, so another doctor asked me, he said, are you still going to see the doctor? And I said, no. And he said, how come? I said, you know, frankly, I just don't like them. He said, well, what's the problem? He said, never, never listens to you at all. How are you doing? I start to talk. They jump in, and then I just think, okay, well, we're done here, apparently. They talk, Mm. talk, 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 and then say, so we'll see you next time. And I think in the back of my head, you never waited to see what I have had to say when you ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. And everything I ever say, the answer is always is you need to drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, no matter what it is. So I finally just stopped going to that person, and I told another, and he said, I'm glad you gave me that feedback. I won't send patients to that person. I said, well, I don't know if I want my opinion to count that much, you know, but that's been my experience, and... I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fill out a card or confront them personally, or what do you do? Figure out who their boss is somehow? I don't know, because I kind of want to do that, but I don't want it to get back to the yeah, person involved. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's where I was. Because at some point, they're going to have a sharp object they need to stick me with. <laughs> right. We can, make this, we can make this painful or not painful. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, I don't answer your question, so how about this in the eye? <laughs> That's extreme. That could happen. I'm strong and getty, getting ready. Final thought. Ah! Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo. Michael! All right, due to Christmas, Amazon times are already taking much longer. Take care of your family. Get your orders in soon. Don't risk the love of your children. <laughs> That's a good idea. My wife was on that last night with some t- stuff that we haven't ordered yet. Positive, Sean. Final thought. T-minus 36 hours until I get to go see the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Looking forward to it. I'll be posting a video up later on the armstrongandgettyradio.com site. You can share in my excitement. Marshall Phillips, what is your final thought, sir? Well, don't forget, gather up your family and or your sweetie and then find a dark place to watch tonight's spectacular meteor shower supposedly 
100 meteors an hour starting right around 9. That sounds pretty dang cool. Yes. I might have to keep one of my kids up for that. Fantastic. Uh, Keep your favorite one up. That's what I would do. Uh, Jack, what's your final thought? Yeah, I notice as my kids are getting older, the presents for Christmas are getting more complicated. I mean, you buy some blocks and stuff like that. It's pretty easy, but... Like, my oldest son, he wants an Alexa so he can listen to music, and I don't know what i got to do to hook that up, and i got to do research and ask people and sign up for various accounts. And He wants a Lexus? Uh, what do you call it? An Alexa. Oh, the, uh, Echo? the Echo, the right. Amazon Alexa, Echo. Alexa, play yeah. my song. Yeah. Right. Alexa, uh, order 50 cases of toilet paper. <laughs> there. <laughs> Enjoy your toilet paper, right. folks. As soon as I get him one of those, a mini bike's going to show up at our door. My final thought, the Roy Moore, what's-his-name, Doug Jones election. I'm looking at the list of winners and losers, and it is thought-provoking. But the real loser, as usual, is America. (laughs) Wow. He chuckles. Oh, it was the bitter chuckle. The bitter chuckle of a defeated man. (laughs) Hey, the meter shower, is it just tonight? Yeah. How can that be? Why? Why would that be? Friday's better for me. Why would that be? Why would a meteor shower last Reschedule one night? Reschedule with the gods. I don't know what to tell you. That's what I'm getting, the information I'm getting. So Start- ask Zeus, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Starting around 9, running through dawn. AskZeus.com. Right. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks so little time. You can get in touch with us anytime. Go to ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com. Our contact info is there if you have an opinion. If there's something we ought to be talking about, email it. Tweet it at us. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. What a majestic picture of two animals not allowed in the mall. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.